You are listening to Kick It, Don't Quit It, a motivational spiritual podcast seeking to spread love and grace. We are thankful that you have tuned in. So without further ado, come and kick it with the girls. Just don't quit on the world. Hi, welcome back to Kick It, Don't Quit It. This is Holly, and I am going to talk a little bit about going from self-ish to self-less. It's kind of hard to say, but I had an incident happen this weekend that really makes me think about selfishness, and I'm a little in my feels, so my husband's going to love this. Good thing he doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. But we had, we had Thanksgiving at my mom's this weekend, and it's a couple of hours away. And um, I spent many hours cooking uh, on my feet. I've got a bone spur, so by the time I got done, you know, hauling stuff and cooking and going back and forth, um, my foot was just in agony. I was limping, and I, I asked my husband, can you go pack our stuff um, so when we get ready to leave, we can just, you know, get in the car and bolt home. Uh, so we, we get home, and I realize he packed just his own stuff, and left all of my stuff at my mom's uh, two hours away. Needless to say, I wasn't happy, and I just got in the shower. I didn't even speak to him. I just got in the shower. Um, he said, uh, you know, hey, I'll be back. And I didn't, of course, respond. I didn't say anything. And uh, about an hour later, I asked my daughter, I said, where did your dad go? And he said, or she said, he went back to grandma's to go get your stuff. Uh, which was uh, four hours and two hours there and two hours back. So I felt a little selfish for being upset with him at his selfishness. But um, honestly, I mean, we spend so much of our time being, I feel like, you know, trying to be selfless. But the reality is it creeps up, you know, and we're inwardly focused. I'm inwardly focused. And uh, it, it comes up, you know, we want, we want what we want when we want it. And um, it happened more so and more often when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, as I grow older, I become more outwardly facing, outwardly looking, growing, you know, being a Christian, um, I'm more outwardly focused, but sometimes I get selfish. Well, and I think, you know, we live in a world that it's all about instant gratification. Um, and if you listen to, if you watch, if, you're, if you listen to anything on social media, if you listen to anything on like TV shows, it's all about what, what, how does this affect me? Yeah. What, what does this mean to me? And instead of, okay, how is this going to affect all of those around me? If I was to do this, not only does it, how does it affect me, but how does it affect all those around me? Um, you know, if I make, make a decision, if I make a decision to, to, to say a cuss word, how does that, how does that affect me? But then how does that affect those around me who know who my character normally is? And now I'm out of character. Well, um, it can, I mean, a few words and it can completely ruin your witness. Ruin, ruin you know, years or months of work that you yeah. put into it. And I'll tell you, I mean, 
I like to my I like to think of myself as a selfless person, but I mean, for so long I got really frustrated with my ministry and what my ministry was in how my ministry was impacting and what I was doing and basically I was just looking for my own thumbprint. Well, that's not the heart of Jesus. Right. The heart of Jesus is to look and see how others are impacted by the kingdom and kingdom work and it's not about me. It's not even my ministry. It's his. Right. He's given it to me to steward. Which you know, sometimes I don't do that great of a, a job. Sometimes I have to be reminded and sharpened and, you know. Um, well, this past Sunday, and it, nobody would have known, uh, so I'm, I'm outing myself, um, but this past Sunday, altar service happens, and normally if the praise team is supposed to go back on the stage, we'll get a nod from Brother Sammy. Well, Brother Sammy was preaching this Sunday, uh, or I'll get a text message from Mark, saying what song we're doing we'll know if it requires backup blah 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 whatever so um we didn't get a nod we didn't get a text nothing and then i look up on stage and my son who was always up there for altar call was up there and my daughter-in-law was up there and i was like what's she doing up there we weren't all called up up on stage the rest of us aren't up there what is she doing up there and about that time i got a, a, a catch in my spirit it's like, it doesn't matter. You need to be in the altar. You need to be setting your face towards me. Because it doesn't matter who's up there. They're doing what I've called them to do. Now I need you to do what you're called to do. And I could have continued on and just been upset because I wasn't able to go up on stage and sing during the altar service. Or I can use it as a teaching moment. And I can become selfless. And let them do their thing and be proud that my son and daughter-in-law are on the stage and that they're worshiping and they're leading people in worship and that they're bringing people closer to God and they're giving people the opportunity to be able to go up for prayer and be able to pray with music in the background, with people singing and, and ushering in that spirit. So I choose. Self, selfishness is not a choice we have to make. It's an automatic yeah, it's natural. It's automatic to be selfish. It's not to be selfless. To give our self away. To give our thoughts, to give what we want away is selfless. Um, as moms, we tend to do that a lot for our kids. We'll give them the last bite of our food. The last sip of our drink. Um, Got the, this, Mom. The last inch of the bed. <laughs> the, the cover that we love. I must have spent a lot of time being selfish <laughs> because you ain't getting my last bite, my last drink, or my corner of the bed. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we, we, just, we tend to, it's, for a mom, for moms, it's an automatic. It seems to be, a lot of times dads, you're like, well, you, we got to do this for the kids. I know with me and Daniel, be like, well, we have a choir concert to go to. And you're like, I don't like the choir concerts. I don't want to. Do I have to go? And I'm like, yes. Your kid is in the concert. I don't like sitting there and listening to all those other kids sing sometimes. But my kid is in the concert. And I'm going to sit there from beginning to end because it's rude to get up in the middle and leave just because your kid's done. We're going to sit there. We're going to cheer them on. 
So that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. Oh, we're going to I've been there. doing this wrong for a while. We're going to cheer them on <laughs> and we're going to be supportive because that's what they deserve. Um, Caitlin. I just cackled. That was so funny. I can't even believe it. Like, I'm so selfish. I can't even believe myself. Caitlin had a, a play. She was in a play at school. It's her first play that she's ever been in. And I went and got her some roses and took her some roses. And um, funny aside, Lance is like, why does Caitlin get roses? I said, because it's her first play. It's the first. He's like, I said, and that's, what you, that's the thing you do. You take flowers to people who are in plays. He goes, Mom? I've been on a lot of plays. You ain't never brought me flowers. I said, well, the next play you're in, I'll bring you flowers. So I've got to take Lance flowers to his next play because apparently I've been neglecting the child. So, Well, um, Emma, she goes out to eat a lot because she makes her friends feel sorry for her. And um, so she brings home leftovers. Well, if you bring food into my house with my electricity and my refrigerator... It's fair game. Right? She does not appreciate that, Holly. Oh, I know I she know doesn't. She, does she gets mad and she runs her mouth about it to everybody. Okay, so um, so she got all kinds of leftovers in there. And I, I say, she I'm like, this is my lunch. That. Thank you so much, Jesus, for providing my lunch. And so I straight up eat it. If it's in my refrigerator, it's going to get ate. I work from home. So I don't get to go out all the time. So I am going to eat it. So anyway, she gets all mad. So we're we're all visiting with folks. And she says, uh, yeah, you eat my food. I wish you would stop. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Um, first of all, <laughs> when I stop eating your food is the day you hand me back that car that's got my name on it that I pay the insurance on. And then you go get your own place with your own refrigerator. So I think she is going to be, she's asked for a mini fridge from her boyfriend for Christmas. Yeah, a mini fridge. If she thinks that's good, she's going to have to get a padlock <laughs> with a key that I don't have. And even then, if she does that, I will probably shut the electric. I'll turn the, um, what do you call it? Breaker. The breaker off to her room. Don't think that's going to keep me out of leftovers. I'll eat what I want. So I think this is a good time to insert the scripture that I oh, found. Oh, I forgot we're supposed to be selfless. I'm sorry. Okay. So y'all, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 reads, Love is patient. Love oh. is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily anchored. <laughs> it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So it's That's beautiful. Does it also say stay out of Emma's leftovers? No, Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me look. Not. I'm looking. Hold on. So let me look at the scripture. So, so after this podcast, we're going to pray Holly back through. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't remember reading in the Bible that I'm not supposed to get leftover Ikira. Oh my gosh. So hey, I'm telling you, if they put Ikira in the, the, the uh, refrigerator, it's going to be gone. Hey, she got straight up in tears one day because I ate her Ikira. Oh yeah, and then another day she was so mad she wouldn't speak to me all day because I ate her leftover Mexican food. 
what I had today for it's, lunch. It's gotten comical Mexican. at this point. Now I'm just waiting to see a, a, a white box in the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm going to eat the leftovers, leave a bite, and put a bow on it. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh. Please go ahead. I'm not hearing you. I'm saying. melting. Holly this is, is hilarious. <laughs> oh, this Holly is, is over here petting Megan. Oh, it's like hilarious. Her. <laughs> so we're talking about being going from selfish to selfless, and I, I mean it's in our human nature. I think it's fair to say. I mean we're we're man of born of woman of a few days is of trouble i mean we all i mean i, I just i don't think being selfish is something that we have to be self-taught we are we are selflessly selfish um naturally we come out of the womb selfish i mean because if you think about it a baby's not thinking oh i can't yeah. wake up right now because mommy's asleep so i have to stay asleep for a little longer i can't cry right now and tell mommy i'm hungry because she's asleep and i want to be i want to you know, give her her time to sleep. No, a baby's like, I'm hungry. Wake up, feed me. I mean, we we are born selfish. So I'm born, acting in my character. We are born seeking ourselves, seeking things that that please ourselves, and not only please ourselves, but please our flesh. Because when we're selfish, most of the time, the thing that we're being selfish about is something to please our flesh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like the I agree. like the Mexican food in the refrigerator. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yes. a hunger. That's physical. I mean, we have to eat. I I am. What I'm doing is I'm <clears throat> trying to maintain my life. I'm trying to survive. I'm in survival mode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to die. That's yeah. What's yeah. I, I'm sure you were hunger pained <laughs> unto death. Because you decided to go find It was that. my manna. I mean, like you were, you were like crawling to the refrigerator because you had no energy left until you, you opened the door and saw that there was Ikea in there. And then you were like, oh, I'm saved. Do you have a I camera in the house or something? <laughs> what, what's going on? I think, but going back to that scripture, um, I've heard it many times where they said, you know, it, God is love. So if you take that scripture in 1 Corinthians and you take instead of um, love is patient and you love is kind and you change it with God is patient. God is kind. God is not self-seeking. God keeps no record of wrongs. And if we as Christians are doing what we're supposed to do and we're trying to be as much like God as we possibly can in flesh on earth, then the things that we're, we're supposed to do are not self-seeking. It's not, we're not supposed to be looking to, to make sure that we're taken care of. Because if we're doing what God has called us to do, which is love others, he'll make sure that we're taken care of in the process. Now... Not saying that you can't. I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the children's skits where there's always the bad one and then you have the good ones and the good ones are trying to teach the bad ones what what they're doing wrong. Um, Holly has found repentance. (laughs) Now she's going to text Emma and tell her she's sorry for eating her Akira. I'm really sorry. (laughs) So... Megan, can you think of a time when you've been selfish and then maybe turned it around to being selfless? 
I mean, I think that's just, I mean, that's, like I was saying, I mean, it's, you just, you don't have to be taught to be that. I think, I think the art is the selfless. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. See, I can remember back when I was a teenager. Are you just not wanting to tell off on yourself? Probably. Because I can go back and look at text messages. <laughs> um, I can remember being a teenager and um, I was dating a guy who had a, a cousin who was quite a bit, who was little, who was young, who was probably like Kennedy's age now. So, you know, eight, nine years old, something like that. And we had um, gone and got something to eat or had made something to eat or something and... Um, she had walked in about the time we were about to, I was about to eat what I had. And she's like, oh, I love that. Can I have it? And I will tell you, honestly, I mean, I can still remember it to this day. So that tells you something. Because, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago, if not more. Um, And I remember handing it to her. And he'd be like, oh, that's so sweet. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm a sweet, sweet person. Right now, I just want to punch her in the face and take it. Because I wanted it. I wanted it. I mean, still, to, I couldn't tell you to the, right now what it was. But I can tell you that I did not give it with grace. I, I gave it I, with reluctance. Yeah. I gave it with, with, I mean, I did not want to give it to her. Oh, we but, all have that moment. Ray says that I'm my own Santa Claus. Because I get packages a lot. <laughs> and so um, I put my Christmas tree up right after Halloween. And um, apparently I had had a big day. Because <laughs> I order stuff when I have money and get it when I don't. And um, so apparently this was a really, really good delivery day. And I get home and all my UPS, Timu, and Amazon packages are literally strategically placed around the tree. <laughs> so I was like... Oh my goodness, I am my own Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny, Megan. <laughs> Megan has, has uh, zoned out. <laughs> we, a, this is not the first time that this is ha- we've had this conversation. I feel like I've got deja vu right now. We've got to keep her on task. Deja vu. She had a rough day today. And anybody who knows about a rough day, they know how much it can drain you and take it out of you. Um, now, I'm selflessly being funny right now for you. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as I've gotten old, I mean, all jokes aside. I mean, I, those are not really jokes. All that stuff is true about me. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten to where I... I, I don't want to do things. I have to, I, I don't want to do things just for my own benefit. I want to see other people win. I want to see other people prosper. It's important to me. It's important to me to see people be successful. Well, it's not, it's not fun to be on top of the mountain if everybody else is down below. No. I mean, and the older I get, like the more, like the vacations and stuff that we take and that kind of thing. I mean, I don't mind going for a day or so where it's just me and Daniel, but we get bored with each other real quick, and so it's a whole lot more fun when there's 
a couple other couples that if we want to go do something by ourselves, we can. But if not, we've got other people we can hang out with and do stuff with and and share. So they're fallback the people. In case you get tired mm-hmm. of Daniel. In case I get tired of my husband. I love having fallback people. <laughs> in case I get sick of you, I'm bringing some other people. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says I've been married a long time. Yeah, <laughs> fallback people. Yeah, I love that. Fallback entertainment people. Yeah. Hey, that just keeps that keeps you busy because if you if you don't bring fallback people, then you just get annoyed with the very presence of your spouse. Yeah. Do you have to be breathing again? <laughs> I'm so sorry that my breathing bothers you. <laughs> I can literally hear your heart beating over here. Can you please quiet down? <laughs> getting ridiculous <laughs> the shine on your head is blinding me again i'm over here gushing when ivy belches i mean i'm like oh you're so cute <laughs> that's because you guys have only been married a year oh isn't that so sweet oh and the thing is is i hope i hope and pray that 20 years from now you still feel the exact same way I mean, I mean, I truly do. Because I know I it get is. all gushy over Ray. We've been together twenty years. I get. I, I'm impressed with his big, muscly throwing arms. He does have big, muscly throwing arms. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's hot, bro. Uh, my my. Parents, he still gets on my nerves, though. But it's still, I'm impressed. Uh, my parents have been married twenty two years. 23 years. They're precious. 23 years. And they still, like... I like they, teenagers. It's so yeah, sweet. It's, it's They're still in the honeymoon phase. But they're all over each other. And sometimes it's kind of like... It's kind of gross. I think it's just precious. Go on with your bad I, I think it's darling. <laughs> but, I mean, you have to... You really do have... You have to work at that. You know? Yeah. I mean, they make it have look Have they ever easy. been in a fight? Ever? They have. They have been in fights. I can't even picture that. But normally, it's it lasts for about five minutes, and both of them go and apologize. So, oh. I mean, it's so precious. I mean, it's precious. It's it is. It's precious. And you know, they got married later on in life. They had both been married and divorced, and you know, they appreciate the things in each other that they didn't have in their previous marriage. Um, and so I think that outweighs the, the good in that outweighs anything bad that happens because they just remember, well, this wouldn't have been solved this way in the other marriage. And so they appreciate that fact in the other one. Um, and I think that's sometimes where we lose it in marriages. We stop looking for the things we appreciate and we focus on the things that get on my nerves the breathing hard that they keep doing and i think i'm underappreciated <laughs> now that you say that that's a well, really great point i mean oh. and, and to add to that you know talking about people who've been divorced and then married you know i fall under that i've i've had a previous marriage i've been divorced and so now there's certain I things hope so cuz otherwise the marriage to Ivy would be bad if you hadn't <laughs> well, I have, I have, um, 
there have been things that, you know, Ivy has done that, like, somehow, someway, because he's absolutely perfect, got on my nerves. And I just remember thinking, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Whereas in a previous season of life, I did. And I would make small things just so, so blown up. Or, you know, I would, I would almost be selfish. You know, I would focus more on how that made me feel versus how I could make you feel and just serving and so I find myself more happier whenever I truly am focused on serving and and not being so absorbed with self. How can you serve me? Right. That's I, one of the things that I talk about at work, you know, when because I'm in sales. Yeah. And so I get sales folks that are good sales folks mm-hmm. and they say, you know, I'm stinking today. What's going on? I'm like, some days you're just meant to serve. Yeah. Some days you're just meant to lift other people up. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as since this is a spiritual podcast and we're talking, we, you know, we talk from Oh, sp- are we supposed to be we, speaking we spiritually? About spiritual. I mean, if we look at the life of Jesus, I mean, when he was, when we were blessed to have him in flesh on the earth, I mean, what did he do day and night? I mean, he served. Either that or he was running away from the multitude, go take a little napski. <laughs> That's what I find myself doing. But, but. Running away I, I from the multitude that, to take a little nap ski. I, I say that jokingly, but I mean, that's what he did. Was I'm just started. trying to be like Jesus. Stop it. <laughs> he, he, he served. And as someone who aspires to reflect him, I have to find myself serving and not being self-seeking. And the thing about serving and selfless and self-seeking is you can't, you can't be both. Right. You are no. pri- you are primarily now obviously now don't get to get to you know overanalyzing me over here y'all. I mean obviously you've got flesh and until we go into our next body and to be with the Lord, you know we're we're going to experience those moments. Um, I hope my next one's a size four. I hope mine's a size zero, baby. I want a little. I want a little curvity curve. Mm-mm, I want bones, baby. But anyway, you are weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You know, you can't be both. And I have found that in my life. I'm either going to primarily be one or the other. Um, and when I find myself serving, there there is a little selfish head that comes to a to a boil. And I have to... Wait a minute. I know. I'm not talking about pimples right now, y'all. I'm sorry. But there are times that I have to... Pop it, baby. I got to pop oh that gosh. selfless. I'm and, nauseated right and now. And I get myself back in check. <laughs> but I primarily... That's that's my heart's desire is to not be self-seeking, but, but to serve and to be selfless. I don't gain... I, you actually don't gain when you're self-seeking. It makes you... It makes you so much worse off than what you were before. I gain when I serve. I gain when I'm selfless. I gain a new person in me. Mm-hmm. I get stronger. I get bolder. I get... I'm more kind. I'm more loving. I'm more patient. Uh, I'm more everything like that scripture that tells us what God's love is whenever I'm selfless. Yep. <clears throat> I was talking to Kennedy this weekend. We were at the church cleaning, and um, and she was talking, and we had walked out to take the trash out to the dumpster, and she's like, I had to stand on a rock so that I could reach the dumpster, and I was like, yeah, and I said, you know, I said, I said, we have a responsibility to serve. I said, and some of those ways that we serve are more glamorous than others. Yeah. I said, sometimes we serve from the stage. We're on the praise team or we're speaking or whatever. I said, sometimes we serve by cleaning a toilet. I said, and none of those are any better 
than any of the other ones. I said, some are just more sane. I said, but the unsane are just as important, if not more important, because that reflects our church. And that's how you can check yourself, Erin. Am I doing, is my intent right? I might look as selfless as selfless itself, but is my heart right? right? It don't matter what you look like. The Bible says that man look on the outer appearance. He looks at the action. He looks at the hair. He looks at the skirt. He looks at the britches. He looks at all what you got going on, girl. But God looks at the heart. He, he's, he does, his focus is not on that. So his focus isn't on what I appear to be, but the intent of my heart. Right. So I can be selfless. I can be handing out $1,000 bills and bonuses, baby. But if I'm not doing it modestly, discreetly, God's way, out of love, just to be selfless, right. I might as well keep the check. Right. Why don't if you I'm show just... me what that looks like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're walking up... If you're getting on front on the stage and from the stage yelling, okay, I'm giving a thousand dollars to Holly and I'm giving a thousand dollars to Megan, I'm giving a thousand dollars to this person, I'm giving a thousand dollars to that person, you've got your reward. Your reward has been given because the people have seen you do it and they've been like, oh, way to go, patting you on the back and, and telling you how great you are. The but, other day I had to go apologize to a coworker of mine. So. There was somebody who has an issue with not being so friendly. And this person was put in a different position. I recommended that person to be in that position, right? I said, give that person a chance. They put that person in that seat. And that whole week, that person was the most friendliest I'd ever seen them. And I sent an anonymous email to my bosses. And I said, I want to brag on so-and-so. This person has far exceeded expectation. They've done everything they were supposed to do. That person come to me, Megan, guess what? They they noticed me that she was, they were so happy. And I failed because I said, I actually sent an email on your behalf because I really noticed you. I took God's glory. And instead of saying, the Lord watched you and he brought you to people, I took God's glory. That was selfish of me. Did I mean to do that? No. Did I mean to be selfish? No. But was it? Yes. And so I had to go to her and I had to apologize. And I said, X, Y, and Z, the Lord laid you on my heart. And that's why I sent the email. It was not my doing. It was God. So I want you to know that God sees you. And so it's possible to be selfless. And selfish at the same time. But you're really being selfish. No. And so we have to check. I think that's where we, the way you know is you have to check yourself. Yeah. Do I have to be seen when I'm doing this selfless act? Do I have to have, do I have to be recognized whenever I'm doing this selfless act? Is it okay to keep this just between me and God? I slip that money to the preacher's hand and I say, Pastor, I need you to go give this to Sister So-and-so because I, I got a good feeling she needs it. Don't tell her it was from me. Do I have to have that broadcasted on the band app? That's a good way to check your motive, check your heart. Um, because just as much as I want to be selfless, I want to reflect Jesus, I want my heart to reflect Him, and I want my heart to be selfless. Yeah. And I've learned that that's how I can check my motive. I heard something on the radio one time on my way to work, and it was about... Um, they asked a question, if, if you go to a birthday party... Is it, do, are you getting your reward by 
watching, you know, what do you feel like when you, when you give a gift to someone? And the person on the radio said, well, I, my, I just love watching them open it. That gives me the greatest reward. And the other person said, I actually don't stay and watch it because it's not about, I, I don't want my reward to be in how they respond. I want the reward to be the gift itself because I'm getting my return in how I respond. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Well, I guess I have work too because I do love watching my kids' faces whenever they open their gifts. So you're getting your reward. That's your reward. Well, and I think as a parent, that I mean, is our reward. Yeah. I mean, we There's something we want, wrong with that. We yeah. want to know that what we got them, they appreciate and that they like it because that's part of it. It's like you, there are sometimes when you pick up something, you're like, I know they will absolutely adore this. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times you're like, I don't know. I think they might like this. I'm going to take a shot on it. It's on hey, I got to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I've probably told this on the podcast before. I don't know, but I'm really notorious for retelling stuff. Go for it. Okay. So, um, my middle son, Nathan, uh, went to go live with his dad for a short time when he was about 12, 13 years old. Well, he was an absolute mess. He was so mean. I mean, Not like junkyard Nathan. dog mean. So anyway, um, he would talk to me terrible. And he was supposed to be coming home for Christmas. And he only spent about a year up there. But he was supposed to be coming home for Christmas. And he would talk, dog me on the phone. I mean, just say terrible things. I mean, he doesn't act like that now. But back when he was in that age, he was he was something. So anyway, I said, if you keep behaving this way, I'm taking everything you got back. Well, he didn't believe me. I finally had had enough. So I, I had all of his presents wrapped and under the tree and... I had gotten each one of his presents and unwrapped them, <laughs> and I put them all on the coffee table Uh-oh. and around the coffee table. I mean, I picture. had gotten like 20 gifts for him. I mean, you sent him a picture, didn't you? I sent him a picture, and then I took every one of them back. What do you say? He didn't believe me. And when I took a picture of it and sent it to him, he, he said, I can't even believe it. I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't? I've been warning you for weeks. Sometimes you gotta call the bluff. He's, He's never forgot it. I'm sure not. Oh my! He traumatized him on your deathbed. He'll be telling your grandkids and your great grandkids about it. She sure enough took all my stuff back, and I now, enjoyed every funeral. penny I spent of it too. Oh, well, I will make sure if if you die before I do, when he tells that story at your funeral, because you know he's going to. I'll be like, yeah, she enjoyed every penny she got back from it, too. I think she went and got her nails done. You know, it's funny. We were actually talking about what we were going to do at our funeral. This subject comes up a lot. I think the older I get, the more well, I yeah. think about what's going to happen at the Y'all end. better cry over me. Nope. So I told Ray, I said, listen. Throwing a party. I, we, uh, he said, at my funeral dinner, I, wanna, I want you to have dinner. Yeah, well, whatever the potluck or whatever, he said, "I want to make. I want you to have pineapple upside down cake, egg custard pie, a German Ooh. chocolate cake." I said, "I am not eating that. That is disgusting. I don't. Those are my least favorite desserts. I I like the pineapple upside down cake, but the egg custard pie and German chocolate cake, uh, disgusting." I said, "You cannot be selfish in death." 
because that meal is for us to enjoy. That is not for you. You won't even be there. He said, but you should eat foods that remind you of me. I said, my daughter just spent her $50 she got for her birthday for me a gift. Oh, that is so precious. That's selfless. She's the quaintest, so cute. cutest little thing. Can we go back to talking about me? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of selfless. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just She's truthful joking. I'm just kidding. Okay, so maybe not. A little bit. So, what was I saying? Oh, I was talking about our funeral. Yeah. Yeah, and then I said, you can't be selfish in death. That's not even fair. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You cannot... You cannot dictate what menu we have at your funeral. Uh, so, um, I had a youth pastor when I was growing up who had an aunt who passed away. And she went to her aunt's funeral. And um, when she came back, and they were like from like Illinois or something. And um, when she came back, we were like, how was the funeral? She said, my aunt had her funeral, had her funeral planned out moment by moment what was supposed to happen like moment by moment like okay play this song and then this person is supposed to speak and this is what they're going to say and then play this song and then this person is going to speak and this is what they're going to say really like this woman she said it was a six hour long funeral and that's because that because they cut half of it out it was supposed to be like 12 hours long if you went by what the woman had planned out that's exactly what she i'm said, gonna do Y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna hang out with me. I'm just telling you right now. Uh-uh. You're dead. You don't get to. You don't get to uh-uh. decide. I'm doing that. The funeral <laughs> is not for you. It's oh, for it, other no. people. I'm telling you right now. I She's like, you better come to my funeral and cry. For your glory. <laughs> okay, now all of our people have toned out. Um, I, I told my kids. I said, I don't care. I said, wrap me in in butcher paper and throw me in the ditch put me in burlap throw me, I don't I, no. I, am, I am no longer here I, I want said, my eyelashes touching my eyebrows I, said, I don't want I you want to. my French tip dip <laughs> I want my hair curled and poofed up and I want a oh I want gosh. a white dress that's like off brand but pretty and then I want Sheen, baby. Sheen, exactly. <laughs> and then I want I want some old soul music mixed with some Tasha Cobbs. Fill me up. <laughs> That's what I want. And I want folks running up and down that aisle, bawling, squalling. Woo! And I ain't kidding. That's what I want. I want it all. She uh, wants limitations. Yes. Well. We go right upper now. room this way as I go up to the upper room. I want to. I want a party. I want people to be. I want. I know people. I know people will be sad. Well, I, I mean, everybody I mean, hopes. We're assuming they will. Everybody <laughs> hopes so they'll be sad that they won't be at the funeral. Going, thank God that one's dead. She wasn't. She was something. I mean, I I'm, I hope that people so are sad, but I also nobody is going to be like happy you're gone. Everybody is going to be travailing. I mean, okay. whenever I go, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I will cry whatever. At I will cry at your funeral. <laughs> I'll be so sad. They're gonna talk about my laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
not going to hear that no more. And then weeks later, the kids at the church are going to be like, y'all still hear that? <laughs> She's haunting this it, place. It like, won't go away. <laughs> I can't tell if it's a banshee or if it's a Megan. It's that was sweet. That was very sweet. Well, I don't care what y'all do when I die. It doesn't matter. I'll be dead. I'll be in heaven. I'll be much better off than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just about the point that I was like, oh, she's turned a leaf. Um, <laughs> I'll be in so much better shape. I'll be running in my size four. I'll be in my, my You'll be bones. <laughs> Me and my bones. Oh, you bones. You'll, you'll, you. you'll be in the valley. She's digging up bones. Digging up a bone digging. You got stick up Oh my bones. gosh, like seriously. Oh, we off just, of the movie. We have uh, just Stanley lost every one of our viewers. They turned off. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I think I think we've done all the damage we can do with we this. We have been subject. so selfless. <laughs> we have given so much of ourselves. Well, Sister Erin, please. It's all you. Okay, well, that's that is it for this session of Kick It Don't Quit It. Um please see our social media sites facebook instagram um send us a an email kick don't quit pod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you guys um and until next time be blessed